reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Apologies for the breaks, folks. But uh, I was, hey, sir, wasn't feeling too good. Friday, I did a stream Friday, right? Saturday, Sunday, I just I was burnt out, burnt out. But I'm uh, all refreshed, all recharged, and uh, ready to rock and roll. And uh, well, I wish I wish I had uh, more focused focus stream because. Um, there's a how would you say a, a smorgasbord of of stories and topics to cover and um, it's very you know I want to make sure that I I try to do my best uh, giving uh, uh, particularly the science but I do think that um, the you know, professional opinion uh, are we going to find out that much more about the pathophysiological mechanisms of SARS? Probably not. I'm going to cover it a little bit today because there's a uh, expression of concern about one of the first papers uh, highlighting long COVID. So I thought it important to bring that up. And um, there's, well, there's data I want to look at which sort of reinforces the idea that perhaps um, there's a an, an immune aspect to it and maybe we're seeing reactivation of uh, Epstein and it's just I don't know what I've just seen pop up in my chat there but um, 
<laughs> what is that? My arm is missing and I didn't lose it. It was strategically removed and I'm doing it again on Friday. I've cut off my arm last year and it's the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, um, it's, not, uh, it's not a new phenomenon, that sort of body dysmorphia and people asking for their limbs to be removed. Um, <laughs> God damn it, what a... Uh, well, a uh, bizarre looking picture and um, such a pretty, well, it's hard to tell through the profile pic on there, I guess. But the, uh, the yeah, people wanting their limbs removed is uh, one of those medical oddities. Well, it seems to be uh, accelerating in pace with uh, all the gender, gender dysphoria that they're injecting into our children. So... Lots of, lots of uh, limbs being removed and inverted, and God knows what else that they do. She needs a miniature. What? <laughs> Fat Angie is threatening to leave Twitter. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got a few tabs uh, just to uh, uh, celebrate the, uh, <laughs> the the joy that Twitter has become as as we begin, and. Yeah, what what else could I? There was a few things I wanted to touch on. Um, well, oh yeah, so I was. People have sort of uh, been asking me about um, uh, who's tonics, Mark's Mark's take on diffuse, and I would I would say this. Look, I'm I'm of the opinion that um, diffuse generally. Like all the timing and all the individuals involved, etc., all fits a pattern of behaviour that we it would it's hard to ignore. And in light of Lin Fa Wang basically saying that doing an interview for Science Magazine, um, trying to sort of weasel his way out of the uh, the parts that were suspect um I, look i'm inclined to believe it's real i don't uh, i don't doubt um charles's uh, uh, whistleblower etc but um mark raises some important points and that is that we don't have the original as submitted on whatever darpa's website and as a consequence yeah potentially there are holes in or, or not holes weaknesses that could be exploited were we are or if we're successful in getting people to courts and again what i would do is make a plea to those who reside in the u.s to use the foia mechanism which is available to you to make sure that you foyer anything and everything to do around diffuse now do i think diffuse is the be all and end all no um i would maybe say this that um yeah his name was wang lin fa wang <laughs> if you want to believe those uh, funny asian names um the you know what's what what's my sort of thirty thousand foot view of what's going on and you know this is something I speak about constantly is that we're in some form of next generation hybrid warfare 
the thing that I'm unsure about is exactly who that is against. I have suspicions that we're struggling against. Uh, maybe Cabal is uh, overly dramatic, but a nexus of um, public-private partnership offshoots, um, the WEF-type archetypes, big business, transnational corporations. You can mix it all up, and they have plans for us, which is some of the stories that I wanted to cover today. And they have designs on how they want to shape the 21st century. And, you know, we can, we can but hope that compared to previous centuries, uh, all-out wars against nations, uh, barring what we see in Ukraine, and let's hope that remains limited, that they realize that any sort of modern war is likely to impact on them such that their holiday retreats are not going to be so pleasant as uh, we're all we're all likely to be suffering from uh, the, uh, the effects sorry Hoover drives a boat says family member was responsible for creating foyer for government to what it is today oh very good um <laughs> like i say we have these tools available to us and I would, again, I would encourage people to do everything that is humanly possible to at least push back in, in these moments that we have. Because for sure as shit, they're not going to stop with respect to their, how should we say, their, their plans, I guess, is the, oh, the chat isn't updating correctly, is it? Ah, why, why, why? What about if I do that? And I have two. I'm going to put one over here. And I have... I have Rumble Chat and uh, the regular chat. Um, but... You know, the, the, you know what? Are, what? Are, what are we doing here? And like I say, short short of naming and shaming the organisations, and they are many. They are legion. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot that we can do to sort of stop their juggernaut. The technology is in place. The programs are in place. And like I say, that's what I want to look at. Um, again today and yeah talpiot boys that's goddamn talpiot boys always messing with me and the I, again i would just say this our job right now is to make sure that you get through all their machinations as it's going to roll out over the coming weeks and you know well, weeks years sorry <laughs> because it's it's obviously a multi-year plan and we're three years in we're three years into them going all in. They've gone all in to push forward the dystopian technocratic nightmare that's barreling down onto us. And like I say, don't get taken out by, you know, rolling up your sleeve for uh, 
medical experimentation because that's what it is uh, try to avoid uh, getting exposed to their agents as they um, as they emerge from laboratories and yeah you've got to we've all got to survive when we do that I'm speaking it's starting to get quite warm in here it's just bear with me it, it's it's incumbent upon you right it's not not me. Okay, I can't. I can't do much beyond here and sort of point and laugh at stuff. Maybe do a paper that's uh, important today. Oh, that's one of the things I wanted to do. Is uh, we're going to address uh, a, uh, a discussion from Kevin McKernan about the quasi-species swarm. That's another thing that I wanted to do. So you know the. There's no cavalry coming, okay? And, you know, it's it's great that Elon Musk has bought Twitter and we've got a sort of little bit of wiggle room and having a chance just to put your words into a tweet without worries that the, <laughs> the Stasi are going to come in and, well, basically, they don't kick in your door nowadays. But um, let's see. I heard on a podcast the latest spike protein is losing some of its amyloidogenic capabilities. Is that true? Um, it's lost part of the prion binding domain. And actually, that's on my uh, screen right now. This this it, it was nicely summarized in work done by let me let me just do this. And of course, This and my camera's not working right. That's right. So last stream I did, I was um, I was speaking with Charles. Uh, so, if you want a good summary of what has been lost, is that there has been some slight changes to the uh, receptor binding domain which was identified by Tets and Tets as having this prion-like uh, binding capacity. And we've known this for quite some time. That's slightly different to the amyloidogenic sequences, which are amino acid sequences that are embedded in the spike. Now, we, we did a check the other week and we compared it to OC43, right? And OC43, which is a SARS-like virus, um, and I can't remember what we compared it to. I think just, just the original Wuhan strain are, are virtually identical. The only, again, the only difference being, and I, I said this a lot, I think, last week, was the, or the week before, maybe, was the, the only difference is, is the furing cleavage site. And furing cleavage site, as I understand it, is still there in every uh, every strain that's currently circulating. And so, yes, in, in effect, that's true. Now, maybe I can just copy that DOI number. It was James Howard Kunstler podcast. Um, but... If you want 
there, that DOI number, and uh, this is on ResearchGate and uh, Jean-Claude Perez and uh, what's that? Claire Morvey Xiaomin. Oh, and of course Luke Montagne. Uh, and they they do a very very nice job of sort of cataloging the changes, and it's a good ground grounding in what these prion-like domains how they distribute and the point I guess I would hammer home is that the prion domain signature in SARS was small relative to other peptides and proteins and whatever else you want to look at and you know and again that's something I was going to cover in this stream which was um how how we can or or what other agents or viruses could be at play now it's too bloody cold <laughs> god damn just can't can't get comfortable in me uh in my seat here but um and you know i can tell you just at a big picture type analysis in neuroscience the focus prior to SARS primarily were herpes like viruses that's that was the um, primary suspect I guess and what we'll see is that there's a a uh, reactivation of herpes-like viruses in response to SARS. I say, I don't think we have all the answers here. Now, again, will someone come up with some very elegant experiment which can go from in silico to experiments in a dish to live organism experiments and map out perfectly all that pathology and how it relates to amyloidogenic pathologies I, I doubt it um what's this uh pre-exposure to mrna lipid nanoparticle inhibits adaptive immune responses yes um we know this so um the in public domain science there's uh, there's a lot that we don't know there's a lot we make assumptions about and there's a lot that sort of fits certain hypothetical frameworks okay we like i say we don't have nowhere near as much of the answers maybe as some would like like to portray and you know it's just it's my job just to try to highlight risks and for you to uh, adjust your behavior accordingly now look do i think it's, it's it's one of the worst ideas ever to go and gene transfect yourself with the genetic material that will encode for the og spike coming out from uh, that came out from wuhan so you know i would be yeah just Tread carefully, folks. That's that's all I would say. And 
link for paper. Um, we've just put them in. And I don't know who James Howard Consular is. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope that sort of answered that question. So uh, let's move on. And uh, of course, it's all covered up with uh, stuff. But shout out to Good Doggy for this, <laughs> which is at the top. It says, we are the Borg and variable, variable loop inserts. And yeah, you get it <laughs> if you want. If you want to grab that uh, meme, there you go. Um, let's see. James Howard Kunstler writes about peak oil, American author. You see, there's another thing that I don't believe in. I'm not sure there's such a thing as peak oil. I'm I'm kind of sold on I forget who it what the author was. Uh Deep Hot Biosphere or something like that, which is, you know, we know that there are uh bugs which or bacteria which spew out methane, etc. And just under the heat and pressure of the earth's crust, I imagine that oil is just something that naturally it's just intrinsic to the chemistry that it'll make longer and longer chains and thus the the oil that we or some of the oil now i don't believe that it's just rotted uh or, or dinosaurs uh, that got crushed under miles of uh <laughs> earth crust i guess maybe some of it is i mean coal I, I I kind of believe that those are ancient forests, kind of, maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough uh, geography. But what I am certain of is that they're leveraging environmentalism as a as a means to control populations. We've seen that, and that's what I want to sort of discuss in this stream. Uh, See, the idea that oil becomes economically unfeasible to frack out of the ground. Well, that's that's just dependent on the prices, right, of the oil. It's not, uh, you know, if, if they can get $100 a barrel, then it's probably economically viable. If it's $30 a barrel, maybe not so much. And I would imagine in the current circumstances where they're, decided that uh, Russia and Russian oil is persona non grata, that the fracking and uh, all the other ways of drilling for oil become more economically viable. But the problem is, is that they don't want us to have these fossil fuels or these access to easy energy because it suits their agenda. And that agenda is one of control, um, I'm Malthusian, a driven form of psychosis where they want to denude the population and the uh, the the current numbers that we have and you know for you know maybe maybe they are just psychopaths and revel in uh, death and misery maybe but I'm I'm more inclined to believe that they're just they're believers they're believers in their own propaganda. And as a consequence, us, the untermensch, <laughs> us proles, are just, are just going to get crushed under their diktats and programs that they push from up on high. There's, there's very little that we can do, again, as I say, except to survive and make have children, lots of children. They don't like that. Uh, let's see. 
let's see. Green River Basin, so say holds more than Saudi. It's shallow and too thick to flow. Um, fracking doesn't cause earthquakes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like I say, it's a bit out my wheelhouse. But <laughs> all, all I'm certain of is that I don't. I don't like where these technocrats are pushing us. And if anything, the last three years have they've shown their hand, and they're confident in their hand, such that they, they get zero fucks are given. So long, they're not going to be eating bugs. They're not going to be cold. But you are. Okay? Oh, we all are, I should say. Uh, too many human monkeys running around, says Klaus. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, just, I, just, I just think that it's control. It's control and them having the, mechan or the hands on the levers and the mechanisms to control populations such that they can commodify your behavior. And, you know, in, in a world where it's very likely that much of the trades are going to be automated away. Now, no one gave a fuck when it was <laughs> Joe Blow who had to go down the coal mines or traipse into the factory floor. <laughs> Nine to five or not, whatever, on it, whatever, factory hours. When I worked in factories, it was all bloody hours and shift work. But these are, uh, they want control, okay? And they, they, they what you think, you think they're just going to relinquish it for a uh, bucolic meritocracy where... Where you, the commoner, are going to be able to rub shoulders, rub shoulders with royalty, whether blue blood or uh, whatever, whether they're, they're Bitcoin fucking trillionaires, right? You, you, it, it ain't happening, okay? You're going to be shoveled into the smart cities. You're already in smart cities, okay? If you're hooked up to internet, you, you're, you're hooked in, okay? And they'll, you've got a smartphone, they're tracking you, right? They're, they're, the, the hooks are in already. Now they're, now they're just going to turn the, the screws and sort of instantiate the 21st century equivalent of Bolshevism, where literally you're going to have to have papers and fucking QR codes to travel 15 minutes from your house. Ah. <sighs> uh. Blowing up the Georgia guy stones was a DMS for the Masons. I don't know what di a direct message you mean. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm I watched that footage endlessly. Okay, and I, this kind of kind of looked like a lightning bolt, but maybe dead man switch. Okay, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But um, <laughs> anyway, let's. Let's get on with the stream, shall we? And um, I'm making Starway cool again. Yeah, look, it, you want to be free, okay? Go, go live out in the woods. But you're gonna have to do it with probably. Um, it's probably gonna be a pretty harsh existence unless you've got the f upfront collateral to make sure that you you have all the off grid. Uh, of, luxuries that you that you expect and you know if you've got a fracking well on your property you're probably all right 
The rest of us? <laughs> we're we're going to be eating bugs. All right. Uh, let's see. Hope you have some shared updates. Can't stay long working on my stream. Okay. Oh, good to see you, Marie. Uh, right. So let's move on. So if you've wandered in here wondering who I am. Yeah, I am a legit scientist. I'm not going to um, harp on about this. Get fed up saying the same thing all the time again and again every week every day but you can uh if you can find me on pubmed etc but research gate has um has it all, all all aggregated you can go there and you can see that um i did used to do I, I used to do i used to be a believer in the system okay and it was i was this close this close to uh selling on technology that would just just be part of the ability to um, control you down to a exquisite detail. And, you know, you can... Was it me um, in a moment of uh, existential angst that just said, oh my God, I'm not doing it anymore. No, it was just circumstances sort of flipped me down this pathway and were i still hooked into that system and um <laughs> one of the privileged technocrats i might be on the other side of the equation literally i, li I like to think that i wouldn't but i you know <laughs> human beings are uh short-sighted monkeys a lot of the time and you know if i was uh coining it in and uh, everyone wanted, everyone was going to fly me around first class so I could go and talk to other technocrats at uh, international conferences in nice parts of the world. I might still be doing it. It's only because I fucking cracked my noggin and couldn't, couldn't carry on. I'm doing this right now. Sounding the alarm, getting a Cassandra complex. Ah, where was I? Right, yeah. This, this I want to, uh, please, please, please. Um, become a Patreon. Um, become, uh, if you like the entertainment and the insights, become a, uh, uh, oh, you can send a tip, I wanted to say. Send it there. We talk, you listen. Um, if you uh, wedded to GayPal, we have a link. Uh, <laughs> Stream fags GayPal. <laughs> Probably, probably not helping my cause by, uh, by being so obnoxious on my front page. But uh, this is this is the style in which I chose to fight this fight. And um, yeah, help help a, a struggling. Uh, <laughs> I'm relegated to cooming at the internet. <laughs> I've, uh, I, I'm proud to say that uh, that was something I got a hold of long, long before. Right? I realised stay away, stay away from the pornos on the internet. There's a reason they give it away for free, and uh, they want you, they want you all coomed out, no fight left in you. Right? Stop, stop watching pornos, folks. That's uh, <laughs> a busting. Oh yeah, it made me see the light. All right, and d did it make me see the light? It was just, it was just I wasn't able to. Um, do the job that I was trained to do, right? To run a lab and um, write grants and papers requires a, a inordinate amount of dedication, especially when you're still sort of climbing up the ladder. 
and um, it took a long time for me to get over the um, the long-term consequences of that impact. And just in doing so, I'm I'm now a, a, a pauper. That's it, pauper. That's why that's why I uh, put e-griff links out there. Shake <laughs> my little tink up. I mean, like I say, I can I can still uh, <laughs> leverage my uh, scientific credentials. I have access to a lab where we've gone and looked at vaccines. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to look at. I mentioned it last week, but I want to take a look at the high wire and the discussion with uh, Ryan Cole, because there you're going to see experiments that we've done already. We did them months ago. And it's good to, well, it's nice that someone's getting um, the same data, the same results. Um, uh, thanks to our newest monthly site supporter, Jason in Utah. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for uh, supporting me. Support, support this, uh, this broken, broken neuroscientist. And, you know, there's, uh, it's not just me. I've got kids and uh, those uh individuals you see well, i can't really point at it in the top left hand corner um <laughs> i tried to if i if i'm making money doing this going to lab and um <laughs> websites are working there are people working in the background as well that i'd like to chuck a little bit to as well to say thank you okay i'm not i'm not some greedy fucking dragon <laughs> sitting on sitting on my patreons cheers Breaking it in. <laughs> What's that? I went out the other day and got money out of the teller machine. I've been in too long. I saw a thingy for that new money. What is it? I've got the name. Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. Um No, I didn't get my traumatic brain injury through oh no century. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Marie, <laughs> knock it off. All right. So what I want to do as well is say we do have our own streaming platform. Um, I should be live on there right now. Maybe. Yep. There you can see ah, all three people watching there live. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. It's bloody expensive. And <laughs> but I'm I'm sort of of the opinion that, you know, we, we can't trust anything that's corporation right now. And so I'm trying, you know, you're, you're funding to me. Um, <laughs> who's into running this? This isn't cheap. I don't know how long I can keep it going at the current rate, but um, the, uh, it, it works. It works. You can stream on it. If you want to stream, drop me a line. You can stream on it as well. If you want to upload stuff, there's uh, try to archive stuff. Uh, use use all this storage that we pay for. Please, I beg of you. Otherwise, it'll go away. All right, let's get on. Enough, enough of me talking about me. Let's talk about something interesting, which was this came up whilst I was getting ready. And, oh, wait. <laughs> So Elon Musk put out a tweet saying his pronouns are prosecute and Fauci. <laughs> and of course, of course, some blue check mark, moral fagging, 
<laughs> Year in space, New York Times best-selling author. Um, goes on to say, oh, God, Elon, please don't mock and promote hate towards already marginalised and at risk of violence members of the LGBTQ community. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives. Now, look, Elon Musk could have left it at that, but... <laughs> It's kind of to say, I strongly disagree. Forcing your pronouns upon others when they didn't ask and implicitly ostracizing those who don't is neither good nor kind to anyone. Bravo! A bit of common sense. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! As for Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded gain-of-function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my opinion. Again, far rather based retort. I mean, when you own the platform, I guess you can uh, you can get away with it. And I'd, I would like to say thank you to Elon because I'm using uh, one of my uh, own uh, older channels, the We Talk You Listen one, um, WTYL underscore live. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> just to give a middle finger to the uh, Mutton Crew, because I know you're watching, and uh, we know who they are. <laughs> these people, these people who have me banned left, right, and centre. Fuck you. That's what I say. I just dropped a nobody ask. So, yeah, bravo. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying Twitter at the moment. It's fantastic. What can I say? It's, you know, but before people used to call 999 for their pert fifis, this is how human exchange used to take place. And you used to have to, you know, your parents instilled in you sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. So, these, Scott Kelly, you faggot, you need to man up, man up. And stop fucking virtue signalling and waving your rainbow crotch in everyone's face. That's what I say. But of course, in response to that, of course, we have... Great. Oh, Peter Hotes. That's right. His daughter, who's uh, it's a retard, goes on. Oh, for the record, Dr. Fauci has done nothing wrong except serve our nation. In the meantime, Mr. Musk should know that 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives from COVID due to this kind of anti-science rhetoric and disinformation. Elon, I'm asking you to take down this tweet. <laughs> this is the same Peter Hotez who put uh, articles out there bemoaning, uh, literally asking for more censorship because uh, because of memes Memes that we were putting on the internet, taking the fun out of people who we know, we know have been lying about uh, origins, uh, the roles of laboratories, the uh, <laughs> covering, doing everything to obfuscate all those institutes that we know are uh, complicit in driving us in the direction that we're going. And uh, I look forward to the day that Peter Hotez is uh, well, standing in front of a jury of his peers, all, all, all a very pissed jury because they've likely lost someone to uh, COVID or a uh, vaccine, uh, a vaccinant. Uh, <laughs> let's see, taking the piss out of what Kelly and his wife's anti-gun BS. 
Uh, I'm not sure what that means. But uh, Kelly took John McCain's seat in Congress after the piece of shit finally went to hell. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're on about here, but um, he'll, Elon is a shell of the highest order. Mark my voids. Querdy, <laughs> you're a spag of the highest order. Okay, I've never, I've never seen any. Right. Learn, learn that uh, engaging in purity spirals is, isn't good for you. Okay, because eventually you're going to be ending up in a foxhole with someone. Okay, and <laughs> you want to hope that they're firing in the right direction. And if they are firing in the right direction, don't get your daggers out and stab them in the back. Okay, I would put it in these terms. There's probably a lot of people who thought that they were just going to be. Uh, by you by fine, fine and dandy, uh, as the new systems were being brought in. But as they realise that their middle class lifestyle is going to be trampled on, uh, realising that probably that they uh, they need to get into the foxholes as well. And you know what? What you got? You're going to hold? You're going to hold a purity uh, spiral over me because I used to, I used to physically work. On the technologies that was was all about categorizing real time behavior and uh, sending in uh, electrical impulses into the brain to uh, stop it in its tracks. You're going to engage in a purity spiral about me. Do me a favor, dude. Uh, Mark Kelly. Um, I'm not sure why we're talking about Mark Kelly. <laughs> why am I? Why has this come up in conversation? Um, it's American politician. Oh, that oh, that guy. <laughs> I see. The, the virtue signaling faggot. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Centripede. He has an interesting story. I don't want to know it. Um, I want to know how... <laughs> I want to know my foxhole mate will know how to cook bugs well. Yeah. <laughs> you make some uh, you make some gourmet cricket toast. <laughs> Sorry, Centrifede, I was uh, I wasn't making the connection, so uh bear with me. Uh let's see. Lady Warrior says Elon is actually showing people that the elites do not give a flying fuck what you th what you think your pronouns are they don't care uh it's done now yeah um again these are all control mechanisms that they've that they're pushing in to place and you know maybe maybe elon musk just doesn't not down with the program you know if, if it's anything he's uh um, eccentric and uh likes well, I don't know <laughs> likes like solving complex problems maybe maybe he doesn't like the woke agenda <laughs> maybe he's fed up and, and especially after having a clean house at Twitter he's probably realising what a shithole philosophy that it is and he's just trying to do his best just doing his bit like I am uh, let's see uh, <laughs> all right so, uh, what did I get on to? so yeah, just that th this was kind of interesting to me. So, um, this 
sort of Venn diagram was published and um, sort of network diagram, Venn diagram, I don't know, Venn network. <laughs> it looks kind of Venn-like to me. Um, but basically showing how much sort of censorship of major accounts there were. And this, this made me laugh, but pro-Trump slash QAnon activists, uh, political right, and uh, the left. And this is how things used to look on Twitter. And <laughs> you can see black is deleted ac accounts. And <laughs> I can just say there's a slight imbalance in the accounts that were censored. And uh, I've imagined a good proportion of those are mine. So just, just take that in. Right. Have have a look at that and just realize how bad the censorship was. So right now I'm going to take the wins where I can get them. OK. And if Elon Musk is poking holes in those that want to force pronouns on us and those that want to dance naked in front of uh, little children with the pretense of reading them a book, I'm all for it because I think things are so fucking desperate right now. I don't think I make up half, but <laughs> it's a good proportion. It's a good proportion that are mine. <laughs> uh, let's see, where was I? Um, looks like a massacre. Yeah. Like if that, if that was bullet holes, right? Someone had their scope honed in. On uh, on the right and the Trump tards and Q tards of this world, um, Doc is constantly laughing. Ah, I try, I try. Otherwise, otherwise they're all just black pills, black pill after black pill after black pill. All right, tried to make it funny for you. All right, so oh yeah, so this I I can't um, I can't confirm this. <laughs> but apparently, as well as uh, Fauci's daughter working at Twitter, <laughs> one of the leading persons on Twitter's trust and safety board was Leslie Podesta, John Podesta's niece. <laughs> now, uh, Comet Ping Pong, anyone? Um, you know, rampant paedophilia amongst the uh, ruling elite. And <laughs> we know that child pornography has been a major issue on Twitter for some reason. Right. And I would say probably this side of the uh, network diagram are those are the ones that are responsible, primarily responsible for uh, all the uh, kiddie diddler porn. And um, it's true. Is it? I, like I say, I haven't had any. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me to to find out that that's the case. Um, but it just goes to show. Right, the, the the odds are stacked against you, okay? And right now, I'll take the wins where we can get them. And I don't know, maybe Elon Musk is herding people into the the next trap, okay? And he's he's going to be harvesting data, etc. And the robot dogs are going to be. Um, bouncing down the street with their machine guns on top and rounding us all up. Maybe, maybe. But you know what? I'll deal with that problem when it when it arrives. This problem where we're just trying to get speech out, trying to have discussions. I, I, I'll take, like I say, I'll take the win. Thank you. 
And those wins are very few and far between at the moment. Uh, what's this? The enemy of my enemy. Yeah, sometimes there's a strategy that works. What's this? Three of us resign. <laughs> yes, there's a pedestal there. <laughs> oh, you couldn't make it up, man. <laughs> oh. There she is, look. Leslie Podesta. And what do we have? What do we have? A fucking fag flag virtue signal. Right in the bio. I'm sick of these people. I really am. I've had, I'm done. And you know what? In Japan, it's still an island of sanity here. You don't see it, right? People have got more important things to do. But in the West, you're under a sustained attack of subversion right now normalizing behaviors that literally you know i don't think you can get rid of it and you know there's some homos out there they're all right i like nick i'm glad nick's part of our community okay but um going around uh shoving rainbow and the rainbow is such an insidious thing because kids are naturally drawn towards it so yeah again if, if we can give a middle finger to these people just for what just just so we just get a bit of satisfaction as we're taken to the digital gulag a little a little poke in the eye of our robot overlords then i'll i'll take it i'll take the win um it's, is he putting chips in brains no i don't think so look again um i yes the intent is there but the the technology is far far away and they don't they don't need to put stuff in your brain okay they it, 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 they I don't have a phone here right but they're close enough with the phones right now and think of all the people that go around with smartwatches that's that's giving off loads of uh, biological telemetry etc and Yuval Harari is uh, and his wet dream is is well on the way okay to completion so you know i don't i don't think that there's a um <laughs> within the next couple of years you're not going to be lining up to have electrodes and probes put in your brain it's too difficult um that we don't again they're <laughs> having problems with a a quote unquote simple uh, vaccine gene transfection okay um we're, we're a long way from them being able to either through cracking open your skull or finding some futuristic nanomaterial that will cross the blood-brain barrier and have enough resources to beam out a constant source of telemetry on what your brain is doing they don't they don't need that okay uh, I heard Elon wants to make some WeChat out of Twitter I don't know what the difference is between WeChat and Twitter <laughs> Let's see what this is. Uh, Leslie Podesta has previously confirmed she is in fact related to Hillary Clinton's chief of staff and modern day bogeyman John Podesta. Yes. Um, and this one for vaccines. Let's see. Now I've clicked that one. I do like this account. Um, that one's not 
opening for me. It just gives me the same one. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Leslie Podesta. Leslie Podesta has had a long career in public policy, administration and advocacy, particularly in regard to children. <laughs> no shit. Uh, marginalised people and digital rights. She was head of the Office of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Health for Commonwealth of Australia and led the National Childhood Immunisation Programme, the development of national health incident response to communicable disease outbreaks, including hep HIV, hepatitis C, SARS and avian influenza. Well, there we go. Um, that explains a lot. Right? So, fuck these people. I hope, I really hope that they've got, I hope she's got a, a big bucket full of sand in her vagina right now. Because people like me being able to post on Twitter again, I'm not posting that much, just when I go live. But, uh, thank you for that, Centipede. Much, much appreciated. All right. Um, now, what did I want to get on to? Oh, yeah. So some dystopia, right? This was uh, this was sent to me. Now it's cheesy. <laughs> it's cheesy as fuck. But we're gonna we're gonna watch a bit of Kino, folks. Uh, it's called Early Warning. Uh, made in nineteen eighty one, and um, <laughs> I just want to watch a couple of minutes of it, um, just just to show you that. The concepts that we're dealing with are not new. Now, forgive the cheesy acting and the, the terrible music and the, the over-the-top makeup, but uh, I think this is... Oh, I might have to just slow it down. Wait one second. Uh, I'll do it at this speed. Right, I'm going to have three, four minutes of this, and I'm, uh, I'm going to vape away. So... So yeah, just this this movie's called Early Warning, folks. Early Warning. It's my segue into the next uh, section. So just to uh, set the uh, stage here, this is a, a reporter who's uh, who thinks that he's broken or he's broken a massive, massive story, and it doesn't explain why he's in this data center precisely, but he is. He is in this data center, and uh, now it gets interesting. Since our last meeting, we've made tremendous progress. And I'd like to say that most of the credit goes to our extremely efficient International Research and Development Committee. I would like to thank each and every one of you for your hard work and dedication to our cause. In reviewing this year's progress, let me say that we have been highly effective in conditioning the people's minds to accept our solution to the world's problems. The energy crisis here in the United States was exceptionally successful worldwide. Oh, that was uh, that was classic. Uh, bravo to that. Uh, <laughs> chic looking. 
was going to use the SN word, but uh, We expect similar success with our upcoming food shortage. Our labor leaders have made great progress by causing confusion and work stoppages in all areas of the world. Financially, the dollar is being devalued even faster than we could have hoped. Politically, the public has lost total confidence in any form of government. The threat of universal war is a daily possibility. As you know, we ourselves do not need to hold any visible office of leadership. As a matter of fact, it's better that we do not. If we control the finances, news media, food, transportation, energy, we control everything. It is important that you, as world leaders, keep our program before your countrymen. With our World Bank and computer program operation, we now have the capacity to control the financial affairs of every human being on Earth by giving each person his own computer number. Anytime his number is used, we would know his financial situation at once. He could not buy or sell anything without his computer number. It will simplify their lifestyles tremendously. The end result will be a one-world monetary and government system that we alone will control. Yes. What about the people who forget their number, or their cards are lost or stolen? We've made provisions for that. By using this laser imprinter, we can painlessly and permanently affix the person's number to the back of his hand, or his forehead if he so desires. <laughs> the numbers would be easily read by this new ultraviolet scanning equipment. For the purposes of demonstration, I've had such a number imprinted on myself. Oh, oh, nice. Once this number is imprinted, it cannot be lost nor can it be changed. Now, are there any questions? What about the individuals who refuse to have this number implantation? We expect some minor resistance, especially from highly motivated religious groups. But eventually, hunger will cause even the most zealous to conform to our program. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I am concerned about the situation in the Middle East. We've given Russia and Israel a great deal of consideration. Russia is, as you probably already know, considering an invasion of Israel in order to obtain a Mediterranean seaport. Well, our policy is to support such a move and supply Israel with the necessary nuclear weapons to fend off such an attack. The mental conditioning of the Israelis is he has nothing to lose and subsequently will attack the Russians before they can get their planes off the ground. Gentlemen, I believe that within a year, two at the most, our one world government will be a reality. If we continue on our present course, it is my opinion that we could present the devil himself as a world leader and the people would accept him. Da -da -da -da. Uh, I just thought that. I just thought that was kind of funny and uh, <laughs> for a a movie plot from 40 years ago uh that's <laughs> pretty close now you know could be said are we are we in the end times is this it i'm not so sure i'm i'm kind of wedded to the idea that those uh <laughs> those shady people in that meeting understand the how should we say the eschatology and will use it to their agenda and for their own nefarious purposes. And they know that a whole bunch of people will just go along with it. Okay? So, <laughs> a documentary. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, with that in mind, <laughs> this came up in Twitter yesterday. But it was from October. But um, we, we have a new event, 201, everyone. I 
officials in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region, Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. The pandemic in this type of situation and trend would be a risk for the global health security. Pandemics are inherently political, financial, and so much broader. We have not spoken on the leadership in country. And I think that we need to be also very careful. We cannot decide a lot of things without the leaders be involved and agree on that. There is no substitute for national leadership. It's important to support the local response or the national response. Training those that are in these areas first, enabling them with the tools, protecting them, and if needs be, regional solidarity first. At this stage, communication is key and communication should include not just scientists with data, but also social, religious, and political leaders. Trust, this is an essential issue. And trust was broken among countries, between populations and healthcare systems, between healthcare systems and governments. I'm very sorry to say that in uh, 2025, we need to strengthen the health system. WHO needs to be a voice for the voiceless. No one is safe until all of us are safe. As of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide, with more than 20 million deaths. I'm still playing that cheesy movie. Well, that was the point. It's just to show you that they're, they're, if, if they're anything, they're consistent. Right? And look. At at some point we have to, well, can we stop this? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that we can. And in this, again, I'll come back to all, all we can do is try to get through to the other side of this. That That's all I would say. <laughs> yes, good point. I'm still playing that cheesy movie. Deaths, including nearly 15 million children. Countless millions are alive but left with paralysis or brain damage. The most successful countries are those which invested in preparedness and trained for this moment years in advance. This included having full-time pandemic preparedness and response teams which conducted detailed operational planning and routinely tested those plans through exercises and drills. If more countries had participated and heeded the guidance, the toll might have been much less. So th there we have it. This was a Bill and Melinda, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates um, exercise, I guess. It was done in Belgium. But it just goes to show you that they're, that they're not stopping. Despite the... <laughs> I don't know what is well, a pretty vocal pushback, right? They don't seem to have their pulse on the uh, or their fingers on the pulse of the uh, of the common man if they think that they can still get away with this type of nonsense. And like I say, I I would put forward the premise that they think that they can continue down this pathway. And yeah, what 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 are you gonna do? Um, short, short of the insurgency, short of, short of, and look, most countries, there's only the United States that can really, really do anything, okay? 
every, everywhere else is disarmed and a, a subject to the whims of their ruling class. And I guess I guess you can try non-compliance. I am. That's the path I'm going down. I'm going to try to help with uh, putting my voice forward for uh, criminal cases being brought against these people. But yeah, I'm I'm not so I'm not so hopeful. <coughs> Beware the medical industrial complex. Yes, yeah, and you know I've said it before and I'll say it again that that the Bolshevism of the 21st century will come through the medical system. Why? Because they realize that the class arguments f of the last century d don't apply. They don't work because you can only ever get what, half the population. And we had a si situation where people were able to sort of climb out of the of poverty if they were to put the, the hard graft in. And, you know, now now that's not so much the case. I worry about the opportunities that are going to be available for my children. I, I worry about if they're going to have uh, <laughs> partners that they can breed with at the current state if uh, any of the uh, declining birth rates <laughs> are a signal of where we're going. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's scary when those semi-automatics come in your home. We had that in our house. Next apartment over. Told to stay inside. Um, well, you know, get your own semi-automatic. That would be my uh, that would be my advice. Some bulletproof uh, bulletproof vests. All right. So if you want to, um, if you're a glutton for punishment, you can go to their website. There it is in the chat. I'll put it in the um, in both there and. <laughs> do I do I need to harp on about this much more? Let's see. There's some bullet points here. Countries should establish a global network of professional public health leaders who can work together to improve epidemic preparedness and response and strive for consensus on scientific issues in advance of the next major outbreak. And again, I just have problems with this where they just keep making this assumption that haven't we just had that one in a hundred year pandemic? Which which kind of indicates that they've got more up their sleeve. And, you know, the, again, the health system being the conduit through which they sort of enact their totalitarian policies. Well, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they continue to release pathogens? Only this time they've learned that they've got to be more careful about the fingerprints that the pathogen creates or has. Uh, countries should prioritise efforts to increase trust in government and public health, improve public health communication efforts, increase the resiliency of populations to misleading information, and reduce the spread of harmful misinformation. Again, another common trope that we're seeing around these uh, programmes. Right? We've seen how they, or what they class as disinformation. Well, access to early treatment, the fact that you might have concerns about being lined up and, and your job threatened because... You're a bit concerned about these uh, experimental procedures that they're mass rolling out on people. Uh, who member states should strengthen international sy uh, systems for sharing and allocating scarce public health resources? Oh, yeah, well, this ties in exactly to uh, vaccines. And, you know, th there could be an argument made that much of the... Uh, follow on from the last three years will be that uh, they didn't have the coverage that they would have liked with respect to uh, vaccines and they want to get them into place quicker and you know Australia is a good example where they've where th they've spent 
billions on uh, new infrastructure to uh, pump out the next generation of vaccines. And, you know, there's a there's a possibility that they're going to be far more um, surreptitious in how they deliver them. So, you know, your lettuce, for example, might be uh, <laughs> the vector for the, uh, the gene transfection. <laughs> David doesn't sound so crazy now. Yeah, but the the problem is is that um the people like David Icke take very legitimate concerns and then take a turd in the punch bowl by talking about lizards. And, and maybe there are. But I don't think I don't think it's helpful, right? You have to sort of constrain your arguments somewhat and not spurg out about any and all eventualities. And, you know, like a good example was, where, where did it go? Like this, this was sent to me, right? And so the death spin phenomenon, right? Uh, of course, we're going to have all spooky music, and now apparently animals are doing it. Um... And I'll I'll say this because I've said it before: until I see death certificates. For each one of these, I'm going to say it's a seizure, right? It, it looks too seizure-like to be um, some unique phenomenon related to... Oh, oh, no, that's the wrong way of putting it. Just, just we, must, we must have confirmed death certificates for anything like this because seizures do look horrible when you see them, okay? But I've seen, I've induced that type of behavior so many times in a monkey not deliberately but it's, it's just a consequence of the um experimental approaches that we would use it was it was a common occurrence to see reactions exactly like this but you know what give them a minute okay give them a iv shot of uh, diazepam and they will write as rain This one, probably he died, right? <laughs> but that happens, tends to happen when you fall under train tracks.
Siege, Siege, Siege. Ähm you know what I think that lion is? They tranked it. So... So, again, just, just be, um, you know, have a tight filter when it, especially when it comes to bit shoot videos. <laughs> Classic 5G, yes. <laughs> the lion was from many years ago as well. Yeah, again, um, but it's amazing how many people will still send me this stuff and say, you got to look at this. And look, I appreciate getting all the emails. I really do. Um, but, you know, some you know, look like they were hallucinating first before the seizures. Yeah, but hallucinations are part of seizures, right? You've got to remember that the brain is just misfiring. And especially in like a grand mal seizure, where it's basically spreading all over the brain. Um, it's, it's problematic. Um, wait, I think there's someone at my door. Uh, just bear with me, folks. Um, I'll be back in a sec.
us about that. Where was I? Um, yeah, World Health Organization and uh, let's see. So, of course, of course, just to remind you again that they've got this lined up for your future. to you by of course world economic forum <laughs> again we have to be very very suspicious because what are they looking for again slightly old story i think i covered it the other day but um they're looking to put into place these uh, treaties and bring in these universal passports vaccine passports and again i've just i just did a bit of traveling and i can tell you even though I, I managed to get exempt from having to get exposed to these gene transfection technologies, it's a pain in the ass. And most people, most people will, um, will comply. In fact, I can give you, I can give you another little anecdote. So, um, just as you do, uh, sitting at home, Oh, I want to say uh, thank you to um, Jason. Uh, much, much appreciated. And Matthew for upping their Patreon. Much, much appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, let me just uh, do this and do this. Well, you, you deserve, both of you deserve a... Uh, is this going to work? <laughs> you had enough? Alright, you had enough? This one and this. Let me just see if people are donating if I've missed any more. No. Um so yeah. This <laughs> These treaties, these plans that they have, the digitization, the the surveillance, it it's coming. And most people are going to acquiesce. And like I said, yesterday, as we're sitting uh, on the sofa, me and the missus, uh, she gets a call from her brother, my brother-in-law. And uh, they have a conversation. And if you do, and... Um, there's a, uh, they had their first baby, I want to say, I don't know, half a year ago, maybe, something like that. <laughs> and his, his words to my wife were, 
when are you? Uh, oh, we'd like you to come see the baby. But there <laughs> was a caveat: uh, you can't come unless you've been vaccinated. Now, that's, as far as I'm concerned, I'll I'll give it a miss. Thank you very much. Um, I don't want to be exposing myself to uh, these gene transfections. <laughs> no, no way, no how. But you know, it's it's impacting. Or, or the point I'm get, I'm trying to get at is people who are not listening to people like myself who are are, are keyed in to the science and are. Um, prone to listen to the diktats from experts. They're all in on this shit. And the, the simple fact of the matter is that we, um, despite all the negative press that you would see, all the, uh, the suspected adverse events, the confirmed adverse events, etc., um, most people are going to be clueless about it because these people have such a stranglehold on the information so much so much so that i can't see my newborn excuse me my newborn niece which is incredibly sad when you think about it but this is this is the predominant paradigm for most people and that you you've listening to me you are a fraction fraction of a percent who are in any way keyed into what's going on now you know i wish i wish i had better solutions to this and it, again it just comes down to the making the choices and sticking to them and having some principles and you know, I, I I've always objected to the uh, idea that I'm uh, someone's, especially an an upper classes object of uh, well, to be abused and uh, messed around with because they they get some sadistic pleasure from it. So. Uh, <laughs> Century says forty percent of the population is legally retarded. Always keep this in mind. Yeah. Um, I I I get it. Um, it's, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's retarded, <laughs> not in the normal sense. But that these are people that are just hooked in hooked into the system, and you know the what well, <laughs> am I going to sit down and and be able to convince him otherwise? Very unlikely. And you see, the simple th fact is, is that most people will have received two, three, four shots, probably felt a bit crummy and probably be OK. We hope. But yeah, we'll get we'll get into some shahids in a minute. But um, what did I want to sort of have done that? Um, yeah, I sort of. So an, another headline that sort of came up and. I wanted to sort of, it was the WEF plans to exterminate your pets, right? Now, I'm, um, I'm, as, as, as salacious a headline as it is, right? It's, uh, 
um, I couldn't find any uh, official source for that storyline, but I've I've seen it plastered like for the last couple of days that they they want to <laughs> your, your pets are a, a carbon burden on the system now. Look, do I do I do I think that they would like to get rid of people's pets in the dystopian future they've got ahead for us? Very likely. Any any sort of crumb of comfort, they'd happily take it away from you. But again, I don't want to um I don't want to push what is essentially nonsense information. But as I was looking for that, what I did come across was this. The post twenty twenty global biodiversity framework and what it means for business. Now, you know, I've had a scoot through this document. It's quite long. Um, There's nothing I can really uh, extract from it except the same message that we've been getting for the last few years, which is that they're they're going to um, decarbonize everything, right? Or, or, well, that that might be being too generous. What they're going to do is they're just going to, they bureaucratic sleight of hand as they shuffle stuff around for taking carbon credits and using them as a sort of trading commodity. And you are going to be a carbon credit that they're going to they're going to use in their trades. And so um, as I was as I was sort of looking for that, I came across uh, or, or through this, this came up. Right. Which is Richie Sunak. This is this is old. Right. But it kind of it kind of lays out where it is that they want to go. And this is the push towards the totalitarian framework in which they which they're going to imprison us. Now, um, remember, folks, that this guy now is not only is he nailed on WEF, he's also the prime minister of Great Britain. Now, now it's it's a kind of long speech, but I think it's important just to in in light of that document, which I just showed you was this month. OK, so th- it's very much part of the program. It's why I labeled this stream uh, green totalitarian tiptoe. Um, but just listen to the language that this reprobate uses and then try to disambiguate it somewhat and realize that it's coming for you and your family okay and you know 15 minute uh zones around your house and not being able to travel except if you've got uh, digital passes is very likely the near-term future of where we're going this is the first cop to bring together so many of the world's finance ministers, businesses and investors with such a clear common purpose. Oh, God, I hate that. Like, if anyone's from the UK, right, the words common purpose should send a shiver down your spine, right? That that was the mechanism through which they subverted much of our, not the organisations needed much subverting in the UK, but... Um, Common purpose is the uh, tip of the spear of the Fabian socialists. To deliver the promise made in Paris six years ago to direct the world's wealth to protect our planet. The good news is that the will is there 
at least 80% of the global economy has committed to net zero or carbon neutrality targets. Our challenge now is to deploy the investment we need to deliver those targets around the world. To do so, we are accelerating three actions today. First, we need increased public investment. And I want to speak directly to the developing countries of the world. We know that you've been devastated by the double tragedies of coronavirus and climate change. That's why the G20 is stepping up to provide debt treatments more swiftly. It's why the IMF are providing a new $650 billion allocation of special drawing rights, and Kristalina will say more on this later. And it's why we're going to meet the target to provide $100 billion of climate finance to developing countries. And while we know we are not yet meeting it soon enough, we will work closely with developing countries to do more and to reach the target sooner. Over the next five years, we will deliver a total of $500 billion of investment to the countries that need it most. And we can do more today. I can announce that the United Kingdom will commit £100 million to the Task Force on Access to Climate Finance, making it quicker and easier for developing countries to access the finance they need. And we're supporting a new capital markets mechanism, which will issue billions of new green bonds here in the UK. There. Green bonds, carbon credits. It's all another... Ponzi scheme that they're building up and again as of the theme of today's stream which is that we're heading down this pathway right they've got the pieces in place and again it's just them flicking on the on switches right now and the, the amount of money it gets even worse <laughs> when you realize how much money is at stake here to fund renewable energy in developing countries Two tangible, practical examples of how we're delivering our promise of $100 billion. But public investment alone isn't enough. Our second action is to mobilize private finance. Let me pay an enormous tribute to Mark Carney for his leadership, leadership that is delivering results. The Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero has now brought together financial organizations with assets worth over $130 trillion of capital to be deployed. $130 trillion. Where did that come from? Now, again, these, I don't think people are a trillion dollars even a million dollars is sort of hard to sort of visualize physically uh, 130 trillion dollars this just goes to show you the the scope and scale of the problem that we're going to be dealing with now you know maybe maybe it was bullshit about the them wanting to come and take away your pet pooch okay but that type of money means that they're again all in and what does that mean all in it means control of you now it was that number that i wanted to get to and 
you'll you, you just get corporate gobbledygook after this about how that how they're going to implement it and i don't believe it that they're going to be uh bringing in jobs and uh, again you have to ask yourself how much how much of them forcing the agenda in europe right now where you know they've gone and blown up pipes uh, gas pipes from Russia that was keeping much of Central Europe uh, all toasty and warm during the winter. How how much of these global events are part of the push towards this direction? Because I can assure you, when they turn around and they throw up on the screen $130 trillion, okay, there's a good proportion of those people, right? <laughs> this 1% of 1%. Well, it's not even like 1% of 1%, right? Because to, to be part of the 1% is some ridiculously low threshold, like $40,000, $50,000 per year um, in, in earnings, right? So, so it's it's a fraction. How, how Think how moist they're getting at the idea of being able to play with $130 trillion with the added bonus of playing and fucking around with you. <laughs> Putting in uh, 15 minutes from their house. That sounds perfect. We'll implement that one. Right. Here's, here's, here's another one. Right. In France right now. I, I don't have it. <laughs> the story. But they've stopped internal flights. So you like flights from city to city. But you know what they didn't stop? Private jets being able to do that now i don't want to sound like some sort of um homie <laughs> eat the rich type of individual okay but there's a serious problem here and part of it is well we're seeing how that's being implemented and it's through the health well health fascism i i would say and we've only—it's only just begun, in my opinion. All right, so I want to—I want to move on from that. And I was going to do some shahids, but I realise I've got basically half an hour left before the kids get home. So I've got to pick what I, I want to do here. So I might skip. I'll, I'll do the shahids another time. And I'll do the quasi-species swarm. I'll finish on this. And this was um, an article put out by Kevin McKernan. Um, here's his uh, substack if you want to follow it. And um, addresses, uh, addresses, how should we say, the issues around um, the robustness of the quasi-species swarm, something that myself and Charles were sort of discussing, and it, it's become a point of contention. But I think this is a very, very um, balanced article that sh hopefully should put a sort of end to some of the uh, the, the discussion. And I, th I think it worth um, going through. Now, I'm just... Uh, my, you know, my email, but 
So there's been a lot of discussion lately about SARS-CoV-2 existing as an ever-evolving, shape-shifting, quasi-species swarm. And uh, Jonathan Cooey has covered this, and it's worth entertaining. There are a few points I have contention with in his description of coronavirus conservation. About one hour, 27, into this cast, he speaks to conserved protein regions in coronaviruses, which can provide cross-reactive immunity. This is true, but this doesn't always translate into conserved DNA sequences as DNA has wobble bases that can diverge as silent mutations and often the conserved amino acids are not derived from the same DNA sequence. So I don't think this is a fair evaluation of that BAT-CV paper. This is also why taxonomy is always anchored in DNA sequence, not, not mass spec of protein fragments. There is a second cast on this swarm topic from JJ as well, which goes over a great presentation from Illumina. This is the uh, nanopore sequencing uh, on the nature of DNA sequencing technologies. One hour and 31 minutes, JJ begins to dissect this sequencing tech video and he highlights some details most of the public are unaware of in CV sequencing amplification primer bias, which will be discussed below. He also gets a few things wrong, but this is not his field and he is humble about his process of learning this on the fly. The most glaring error I see is the assertion that these sequences or sequences, oh, sorry, are akin to Theranos technology. Again, this is an issue I have, which is that the technology is um, so novel that um, it's, it's not to be trusted. And I, I don't think that that's the case. Um, I, I think it's, it's well-established, decades-old technology that just keeps getting faster and better and more refined. And um, until there's some sort of knockdown evidence to the contrary, um, you know, as a scientist, I'm inclined to go with the prevailing data with, with always the caveat that you should be skeptical of everything. For those who don't recall, the Theranos scandal, they never shipped a product. Illumina, Lifetech, Roche, BGI, PacBio and ONT have shipped thousands of DNA sequen sequences all over the world with tens to hundreds of thousands of researchers using them, publishing with them and verifying each other's work for nearly two decades. It's hard to appoint to a more rock-solid technology that exists in the life science today. So what is this Scooby-Doo swarm theory? This swarm theory implies that SARS-CoV-2 did not come from a lab, but was in fact always around and just emerged from the swarm. Over a year later, it disappeared from the swarm with Omicron's introduction. Pharma and politicians capitalized on it with sloppy PCR, rigged public dashboards, bought and sold MSM, and controlled social media. Like many hypotheses, there is 80% truth and 20% missing data we are just guessing at. JJ has even suggested that the I hate lab leak lab origin debate is a controlled opposition narrative attempting to distract the population from the fact that these swarms will always exist and at any moment governments can aim their PCR primers at a new member of the swarm and reinstitute lockdowns. As long as they can scare the population enough with the possibility of a bioweapon leak from a political enemy or a new scariant, the population will accept the lockdown and fight over how to better regulate labs and torture Fauci gremlins. This is what he referred to as being Scooby-Dude. 
Earlier in the pandemic, I made note of the fact that the government had such thorough control over the narrative and centralization of PCR that they could have pulled this off with OC43. The only problem with OC43 is that it's been circulating the globe for years. So unless there was something new about it, why worry? So they simply needed the narrative of novelty to scare the population into compliance. The excess mortality barely demonstrates a pandemic of sizable proportion, or at least a pandemic that is not easy to disentangle from mandemics, iatrogenic effects, during 2020. These numbers are hard to reconcile given all-cause mortality rose after the government instituted vaccine mandates. There was a wave of excess death in the spring of 2020, mostly consisting of the comorbid and elderly. Much of this is hard to disambiguate from ventilator malfeasance, death certification fraud, and other mandemic artefacts. So the magnitude of the C-19 pandemic has certainly been exaggerated and this thread isn't meant to resolve the percent of death from the virus or from our misguided response to it. Again, I'm not. <laughs> the response doesn't seem misguided. It seems very, very deliberate, um, particularly in the, uh, the articles that I've pulled up in this stream. We've just watched, what did they call it? Uh, something contagion? Contagion, catastrophic contagion. So, you know, it's obviously part of a larger set of goals and programs that are, again, geared towards mass population control. So this thread isn't meant to expose uncomfortable data for the argument that the virus doesn't exist. In science, ignoring uncomfortable data can often lead to bankruptcy. Independent of the disease burden of C19, what we do know is that this RNA has been circulating the globe and has been mutating at a very defined rate. Six and a half million genomes are now public in NCBI. Excuse me. This is decentralized data. Researchers from all over the world using different methods are depositing data into NCBI and coming up with similar conclusions about the sequence of this RNA. Decentralized reproductions of results is the highest pillar of evidence we have in science. Again, um, is a view of the dashboard uh, for NCBI. And again, I'm unless Unless these machines have all been backdoored and those Taupiok boys have um, had their way with any and all um, sequences and samples that are put into these machines, again, I'm, I'm inclined to ag agree with Kevin here. And, you know, I've had two PCR tests for um, SARS. Both came back negative. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't a... Um, false positive each time that I took it and you you would think that the um by the arguments and I don't want to sort of mischaracterize his arguments I could mischaracterize <laughs> I could hone in on a lot but the idea that um these false positives are driving everything I think doesn't hold water So, well, <laughs> it's it, you, you. You've got to believe that there's such an all-encompassing conspiracy theory that that they would just forego the uh, the virus itself, and they could just do everything via digital um, means. 
And I, I don't think that that's the case. If you want my opinion, I think a lot of this was sort of um, a, a test run, if you like, for what, they, what they've got planned, which is, which is the next catastrophic contagion. And they've learned a lot in the last three years, for sure. But I, I, to think that they did it without any uh, pathogen to hand, any clone, any type of um, weaponized biology, I think um, would be naive at this point. So detractors of this data like to point out many of these genomes are generated with PCR, which will only sequence what you are looking for. And as a result, this data is all an illusion, reinforcing the ancestral virus and camouflaging the non-amplifiable divergent swarm. There is some truth to this, as many submissions use the Arctic PCR primers, which amplify the 30 kilobase genome with two pools of overlapping primer pairs. This amounts to 99 primer pairs, and you can buy them from IDT here. Oh, good to know. Why so many Amplicons. With polymorphic viruses, you need redundant primer sets. In the event one primer falls on a variant, another primer will serve as a backup. This makes the process more swarm-proof. You will notice they are on version 4.1 of these primers. That is because when the highly diverged Omicron appeared, two primer pairs out of 99 dropped and they needed to update them. So when suddenly diverged members of the swarm do emerge, they are detected and corrected so the primer sets are still tracking the dominant RNA species being traced with PCR. You might recall the TAC path qPCR assay also had SGTF, uh, specific gene target failure, with Omicron, but the other two primer pairs within the PCR assay still picked it up. Simple Amplicon assays were notorious for this type of dropout and also had primers that picked up SARS-1. So non-PCR based approaches. So regardless of the stones thrown at the Arctic process, what these arguments fail to realize is that some of the genomes in NCBI are derived from whole transcriptome sequencing. This is the process of taking all of the RNA in a patient sample and putting ligating universal primers on all of the molecules and amplifying and sequencing everything. This will include human, bacterial, fungal and viral RNA. It will miss DNA-based viruses and potential circular lariats or viroids. Never heard of that, but viroids I have. Other methods can be used to tackle DNA-based viruses, but the below work focused on RNA-based viruses. Butler et al. from Chris Mason's lab takes this whole transcriptome approach and even complement it with spatial transcriptomics on autopsy samples, which helps to pinpoint where in the tissue the mRNAs are being expressed. Uh, oh, QWERTY, what do you want me to read? Um, I thought JJ's theory was that it was from a lab in the form of infectious clone. Yeah, but his his point is is that because of the swarm and regression to the parent or the parent is the wrong word, but the origin swarm or and its makeup that any um, any genetic material that's added to it as part of a purified infectious clone will drop out and revert back to the original form and variations of that original form which I, I, I don't think is uh, is an appropriate way of looking or understanding even sort of basic uh, 
evolutionary theory because if the if you induce a trait or or add a trait that's advantageous and we looked at this and it passes we looked at this last week go look at the streams i did with charles and it passes a certain threshold then with it it becomes self-amplifying and it it'll exploit the ecological niche in which it finds itself <sighs> let's see um i'm not reading all that gibberish out um qwerty sorry um Uh, when JC says this is all Theranos, he's essentially saying that McKernan's entire life work is BS. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. I don't know what Simon is doing. Breaking stuff in the background. Uh, let's see. So this from some published study, Butler et al. Shotgun metatranscriptomics platform for viral and bacterial detection. To further investigate the biological characteristics of QRT-PCR positive and negative specimens, as well as to compare to RT-LAMP, we developed a shotgun metatranscriptomics platform utilizing total RNA sequencing, RNA sequencing with ribosomal RNA depletion to profile all RNAs from patient specimens. We sequenced 855 RNA sequence libraries across 732 specimens from 669 patients treated for influenza-like illness, or whatever that, um, New York something, I guess, NYPHWCMC, to an average of 63.2 million read pairs per sample. This included 215 QRT-PCR positive samples, 201 of which were also tested with LAMP, 17 positive Vero E6 cells, and 33 negative buffer controls. To assess the ability of deep shotgun transcriptomics to identify QRT-PCR false negatives, including those that might arise from uncharacterized SARS-CoV-2 variants, we sequenced 517 QRT-PCR negative samples. Among these QRT-PCR negative samples, 311 were tested for the standard clinical respiratory virus panel um, biofire, which included several common cold coronavirus strains and influenza viruses. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> what am I supposed to make of that figure? Uh, let's see. Uh, percent of reads, I guess. SARS-CoV-2. High. And then the rest. I'm not seeing much. And... Uh, Without the, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to try and disambiguate that now. So most notable from this work is that by sequencing all RNA in patient samples, we can shed light on the blame game. Many people like to claim C19 is just a passenger and something else is causing illness, but that something else has no RNA signatures in Butler et al. Only 3.2% of samples had co-infection with other RNA-based viruses, and in many patients, the C19 RNA was the dominant RNA in the sample, even more prevalent than host cell RNA. RNA. That's, so that's interesting. So the um, presumably the cells that come out with this sample, your body makes RNA. And in this instance, the, uh, the ratio of RNA, it's outweighing even the body's own RNA as it's trying to sort of engage in its moment-to-moment -moment metabolic processes. 
So this is consistent with Kim Tao and Long Tao. Um, so just to read this, among respiratory viruses discovered across all patients, COVID positive and COVID negative, we found freq frequent influenza A, 23% of viral positive cases, rhinovirus A, 16%, and human metanoma virus, 12%. Overall, we found close concordance between these results and the findings of transcriptomics-based viral detection to the results of a standard biofire respiratory pathogen PCR panel performed within seven days of the nasopharyngeal swab used for RNA sequencing, 356 patients. The metatranscriptomics platform yielded an area under the receiver operator characteristics, AUROC curve, okay, of 0 0.890, uh, yeah, and an accuracy of 0 0.994, sensitivity of 0. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. These data also enabled an examination of co-infection within COVID-positive patients. Among QRT-PCR-positive cases, only seven harbored sequences mappable to other respiratory viruses. Among these, we found human coronavirus 229E, NL63, and HQ, HKU1, influenza A, and human master denovirus and metanumavirus. In summary, these results indicate that common respiratory viruses were frequently implicated in many influenza-like illness cases cases that were COVID negative and demonstrate low incidence of co-infection of SARS-CoV-2 with other respiratory viruses matching results from other studies. So, um, in, so what to take from that? So that the, the people who were turning up at the hospital with cold-like symptoms, they were able to reliably, of course, nothing's 100% um, in these tests, but reliably differentiate between those that were COVID negative and they would find um, recognized respiratory pathogens and those that were COVID positive. They also get some information on the diversity of the swarm. Spoiler alert, it's not as diverse as other RNA viruses or plant and fungi infecting viroids. And this would probably be down to the exonuclease, which we discussed last week. This is likely a result of SARS having yet an exon gene known to be 20 times less error prone than other RNA viruses. Uh, I'm not going um, to... Yeah, I'll skip that. Um, a close-up on this swarm is seen in figure D. 3D. Many variants are homoplastic, homogeneous, meaning all RNA strands share the same mutation, and a few are heterogeneous. Uh, heteroplasmids, where a fraction of the reads have the variant with allele frequencies in the 5 to 95% range. And um, ba, 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 ba. so I guess homogeneous variant, so that's all these reads over here and heterogeneous variant here. So again, this points to um, stability within the infective swarm. It's it's not it's it's not spitting out many many different mutations. And I, I guess does this does this include sort of replication incompetent maybe maybe the replication incompetent the da you know the sort of damaged ones and that might be part of uh this cluster here but the the majority of them match or, or, or yeah <laughs> they, they don't have mutations they are they are um consistent with known sequences 
that are put out there in the public. Now, again, you can try to argue that there's a there's some big nefarious conspiracy at the level of the sequences themselves. Maybe, maybe, but um, I'm inclined to think otherwise. Another paper that attempts to dive deeper into low-frequency variants is Pathakatal. They're likely approaching the era of the cDNA synthesis step, 1 to 50,000. Even at these very rare allele frequencies, they are only finding 11 strains per patient. I think this paper is likely conflating RT-cDNA synthesis errors with real APOBEC-generated SMPs in the virus. Perhaps 1 to 1,000 allele frequencies would be a more conservative frequency to measure as it would be well above the error floor of the sequencing reads derived from RT polymerases used for DNA synthesis. I suspect this filtering would demonstrate 1 to 2 strains above the 0.1% frequency. So I guess the key point here, 929 of the 1126 samples harbored one or more single nucleotide variances with frequencies ranging between 0.01 and 0.80. In these 929 samples, we recorded a total of 47,779 47, ISMVs with a median of 11 ISMVs per sample, revealing extensive heteroplasmy in samples. A good 20-minute video describing the sequencing assembly tools used to assemble these quasi-species swarms can be seen here. Have we looked at this video before? Welcome, everyone. Uh, my name is Jasmine. I'm a PhD student at CWI in Amsterdam. Uh, I'll have to watch that later. Uh, let's see. Addressing the DNA assembly canard. Some other folks in the virus does not exist camp tend to equate the process of DNA assembly to Ferguson modeling. This is far from true and is most obvious tell that they are not fluent in sequencing technologies or the quality scores that are computed for each base and each alignment. Ferguson's work is not predictive and based on speculation. DNA assembly algorithms are first benchmark on synthetic DNA and later refined on real world data with known truth sets. 30 kilobase Genomes are easy to assemble, categorizing all of the subspecies, however, requires specialized assemblers like Savage, seen in the above video. Much of the sequencing surveillance is simply mapping to a reference genome and likely only seeing dominant members of the swarm with over 5% allele frequency. But there are technologies in the market that can read the entire gRNA in one read with no assembly required. So even if this DNA assembly canard were true, it would be irrelevant based on Kim et al. Kim et al. used the nanopore to sequence the RNA directly without any conversion into cDNA. This platform sequenced the whole virus with 30 kilobase reads. No fragmentation and assembly were required. You can see a minimum of 2,000 times coverage across the whole virus in figure B and 400,000 times coverage on the free prime end of the virus, the right side of the virus. Okay. So lots of subgenomic RNA is made and a minority of the transcripts are full length. The paper further itemizes the middle region of 2,000 times coverage and finds 111 reads that span the entire viral genome. The other detail discovered in this paper is that 65% of the mRNA in the sample is SARS-CoV-2 RNA, more viral RNA than host RNA. This supports Butler et al. And again, in science, you're trying to look for um, overlap between different methodologies and do they converge onto the same conclusions. Long et al. discussed studies that looked at signaling RNA versus, I'm not sure, uh, 
sgRNA copy number when cells are pelleted. 55% of the viral RNA is sgRNA. When RNA is extracted from the supernatant after pelleting cells, the number drops to 0.4%. This implies a large amount of sgRNA is unlikely to be packaged into virions as virions remain in the supernatant. sgRNA can still infect neighboring cells via tight junctions, but if it fails to package, then it won't transmit via virions to other people. Therefore, sgRNA shouldn't be considered part of the transmissible swarm. One comment in JJ's cast I feel needs correcting. At 147, he equates sequencing text as a Therano mirage. First, one does not need to accuse sequencing of being a Theranos mirage when the sequencing actually supports the existence of these swarms and actually quantitates them for you. The sequencing also supports the propagation of what looks like a man-modified furin cleavage site for the deadliest portion of the pandemic. Omicron has a significantly altered furin cleavage site with critical mutations in the super, is it super antigenic domain and the regions flanked by BSA9 these are restriction sites in the genome if pre-omicron was a lab leak wastewater data and antibody data suggest it predates December 2019 so I agree it mutated significantly pre-omicron until other less virulent member of the swarm replaced it but this mutation rate never ablated the furin cleavage site likewise this process of swarm divergence was too slow to prevent the alpha furin cleavage site virus from global reach if anyone leaks a more virulent infectious clone, there is still risk that the rate of CV polymorphism and divergence is too slow to stop global spread. Suggesting the lab leak is a diversion tactic to ignore, I believe, is short-sighted. We should not turn our attention away from the real risk this research pre presents, given the large number of lab leaks throughout history. I do not think it is wise to ignore lab safety and goth funding, regardless of where the origin story leads us. Coronavirus can be readily synth synthesized in a month for under $10,000. We have the sequencing information to show that the rate of divergence in the swarm is too slow to fizzle out global spread of pathogenic variants. The exact magnitude of these variants' pathogenicity is open to a fair debate, but this is missing the bigger picture regarding the ease of synthesizing potentially leaking more virulent ones. The sequencing data clearly shows the duration of each variance and how long this clade remained the dominant member of the swarm. I see no reason a more virulent leak clone couldn't last just as long and lap the globe. There is now a $100 billion incentive for a biotech company or state actor to create a new virus and profit from the vaccines or testing industries that will quickly reboot for the next leak. It's also pretty clear that you can get away with such crime as long as your interests can be aligned with the aggregation of more political power for individuals in regulatory control of these markets. The companies that funded the WIV were some of the first to develop tests for viruses that look a lot like the blueprints laid out in a diffuse proposal. They would like nothing more than for you to help them privatise their gains while socialising the risks upon the rest of us. In summary, I think the risk of lab leaks is still very real and the swarming effect won't dilute this out fast enough to prevent global transmission. However, oftentimes viruses trade off virulence for transmissibility and perhaps such an isolated clone will fizzle before it goes global. This is a risk we can't afford to retrospectively regret underestimating. You must also take note of the circulatory circularity of this argument. We know swarms exist because of exquisite sensitivity of next-generation sequencing technology, but the sequencing data is Theranos-like technology. Pick one. Um, so, you know, I think Kevin's been pretty fair in this article. Um, oh, there's uh, there's a part which I won't read, but basically relaying how he had uh, in his household um, people got sick, and they were he was able to confirm with both rapid antigen and. 
PCR um, that they were, uh, it was COVID. And um, his brother, who's a super fit individual, also got floored by by it as well. So, you know, it's unpredictable as to who gets ill, etc. And, you know, there's, well, this is the... Um, well, it, it's where the uh, epigenetic testing comes in, and there's a, you know, there's an there's an argument to be made that this epigenetic testing is already available, such that we wouldn't have had to have um, the PCR debacle that we did have. Um, but that's a discussion for another day. So, um, I'm hoping that this sort of puts a, a, a end to not an end but sort of tampers down the discussion about whether you know it's the the virus itself is a mirage and um you know the in my mind the discussion should be about the overstep of all these organizations all these individuals where they're heading <laughs> the zero fucks that they give about us as human beings as they pursue ever more obscene profits and ever more dystopian visions for the future um that's that's where the fight is at and that's that's where we should be focused and to be you know spurging out the way that jay did isn't helping um all it, all it did all all jay's um I don't know, crisis of conscience. I don't know what it was, right? Um, all it did was just give ammunition to people who think viruses aren't real and um, undoes a lot of work put in by a lot of people who have tried to, uh, again, lay out the biology, uh, lay out the networks that are involved, uh, lay out, the, again, you know, the medical malpractice aspect is a huge part we don't want that happening again um but to if you go down the pathway of thinking everything everything is fake and gay um that's a, that's constructing a fictive reality and actual reality will come along and kick you in the nuts it's it's always been that way always will be uh, it's a law of nature um uh, let's see dizzy says i have friends currently who are sick with covid for the first time vaxxed and are testing positive on home tests um word on the street is that rabies in raccoons is real yeah it is <laughs> all right uh hi sandra good to see you um all right, all right let me I try and address this word salad from QWERTY just before the kids come home. Uh, some of my comments from the other day. That article was about way more than JJ's claims. It's about stuff I addressed above, very little of which was presented here before recently, suggesting lab leak is a diversion tactic to ignore. Huff is a controlled narrative shill. Um, well, uh, again, I'm, I'll state this. Anyone right now that's prepared to stand up and pursue stuff legally... I'm, I'm gonna if he's firing in the right direction great now maybe he's engaged in gunfights at the okay corral on his property maybe i don't know but you know what he has done he's, he's signed off on legal documents and that's some way of pushing back and right now there's nothing else there's again there's no cavalry coming 
right? All, all we can do is, is again, put, put, put our faith in, you know, what is a human institute in the courts that we know is corruptible and um, be... Uh, and, and do our best to to have some resistance, some somehow, right? But um, to to just to just go down the idea that um, this is all part of constructing more elaborate control mechanisms, I think I think is a sort of yeah, it's sort of circular reasoning and thinking, and we must we must hold the people who were part of the vanguard of this push responsible now are we going to get them all no but it may it may just make them think twice and if not well just just give up do we we just uh, we just stop and uh, let them have their way with us uh, i'm not i'm not inclined to do that uh, let's see how did that. We should turn our attention away from the real risks the research presents. Arrest every mofo involved in all aspects of this science. Coronaviruses can be readily synthesized for under 10,000 a month. We have the sequencing information to show the rate of divergence in the swarm is too slow to fizzle out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to deal with in this particular section, Qwerty. To to <laughs> construct your paragraphs better. Um, Barrick synthesized the virus genome free and pure of any contaminating peptides and demonstrated its replication competent upon transfection. Doesn't get any more pure of an isolation than that. Rick's other verifiable evidence is enough to convict. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. All right. So let's see. I'm just going to finish up with some comments now, then I'm done. Uh, let's see. He looks like he's straight out of some Ivy League frat. Oh, um, Rushak, the curry chomper. Yeah. Um, the Task Force of Climate Finance Mechanism. Yes, WTF. Um, how did this Haji wind up in the UK? <laughs> how dare you? It's like, it's like racist. Uh, let's see. Edge of the knife. Yes, he's wrong. It's assets under management. Maybe only a few trillion of real capital to deploy. He's the front man for the Rothschilds. I agree. Elon 650 Gulfstream is always on the go. Absolutely. Um, let's see, did that. Uh, did that, did that. Um, I'll be turning on audio. Da, 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 da. I just clipped the video I wanted. Okay. I believe that Alaria is the Exxon spliced RNA. Good to know. Thank you, Centripede. Uh, you still loved Cranky or not? Um, hello, Kevin and Raccoons. Yeah. Hello. I'm shocked you haven't had McKernan on stream before. I find him fascinating. Um, well, look, the thing is, you know, because of the way that I present stuff, right? It's, it's, uh, I, I'm closing down access to many, many people because, you know, it's <laughs> edgy, edgy shit posting internet humor is not for everyone, right? I, made it so that i was um i wanted to like i say my reason is for speaking to people that i feel more at home with <laughs> stuck up uh toffee nose sticky beaks are uh not my uh usual uh usual first choice for hanging around with uh 
I have friend, yeah, I did that. Word on, I did that. Uh, Fauci is missing in action. Oh, we can but wish. He was trying to one-up Kanye's episode on Alex Jones' show. The Robodocs are cooming. Uh, I predict something about meat, more deadly virus. Um, I, I'm more inclined to think that they might just go with sort of climate-based uh, approaches, like the 15 minute cities. I think that's likely to be more um, what we'll see in the immediate future. Will they? Will they try disease pathogens again? Highly likely, but I, I don't think we're going to see it in the next year or two. I think what we're going to have is the fallout from the last few years. So we're seeing the RSV and the flu and potentially all the uh, the people having adverse events, etc. We've got to let that sort of filter through the system. And the thing to keep your eye out on is the birth rates right now. How much have they dropped? And you know, we're seeing consistent signals that they've dropped in many, many countries. Now, what's the reason for that? Again, difficult to say could be could be the uh, gene transfections again we know that they target ovaries etc um i'm i'm inclined to put that sort of head of the list but i'm i i wouldn't i wouldn't discount the virus itself yet so that's my um that's my take. So amyloidosis prion diseases. So we're, we're already seeing the amyloidosis, which is the large increase in um, dementia-related disorders. And it, again, I don't know, maybe they are really stupid. Maybe, maybe, maybe they just don't care and they'll just you know, push ahead with the most outrageous, <laughs> outrageous plans for global domination that we've ever seen. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm inclined to think they're likely like uprisings scare them, right? And we saw that they pushed China to breaking point, and then when enough people rose up in China, suddenly they turn around and say, "Oh, uh, <laughs> SARS isn't a thing," and they they've wound back many of the mechanisms they had in place. So I think, like I say, they've they've learned a great deal right now, and and. Like I say, much of much of what we've got to do moving forward is um, keeping an eye on the what was, what was that thing? Uh, the task force for climate finance mechanism, right? It's that type of thing you got to be watching out for. Okay. Right, so um, may I just uh, remind everyone, please uh, support the stream, become a Patreon. Um, you can send a tip through wtyl.live tip jar. Um, we don't see your um, your credit card details, etc. Got mouse to feed and uh, need to keep the lights on. And, uh, of course... Um, Buy me a coffee, gay pal, whatever. Um, just, uh, just remember the good doc is here fighting for you. Um, keep him in, uh, keep him in vape. That's all I ask, and keep my kids fed. All right, I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. I can hear the kids uh, coming back now. Let's just switch that off. Do that, and I'm out of here. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I would be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers! 
I'm a fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. This is not fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually saying. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever person want fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. All them five. I like this guy. Check what he found out. Make sure, make sure screw. Boom.